You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Hey, friends and family. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 25. That was so flat. Redo. Welcome, friends and family. Welcome back to episode five with Shanice and Jordan at the dark. <laughs> Like a sex phone operator. No. Okay. I'm so excited to be back. Like we had to take a break for one of like a thousand reasons, but I had a horrible August and I just wanted to throw it away. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. So but I'm back and I'm in better spirits. And Jordan? Yeah. I mean we were just busy in August. We tell y'all every time we take a break. Life happened, but it's so true. But anyhow, but yeah. it, and it's so it necessary because we could have got on air and did it, and it would have been. You know what? We actually did get on air and do it, and we didn't put that. And we didn't out. put it out yeah. because it it sucked that bad. Yeah, but we're back. Yeah, Not I was about sucking. to say something, but I totally forgot. I got derailed. He's about to say it's whenever we take a break, we um. <sighs> no, I had something to say right after that, but I forget. But it, oh oh, we took a break during August also, so we could focus on the goddess garden goddess picnic. Oh, yes. So we're just going to jump right into the news. Um, the picnic yeah. was lovely. It really was. And for everybody that went, they like had an a awesome time. I got nothing but positive feedback. Although, I don't think anybody would say it was bad to my face, but I think people were genuine about saying it was good. Right. I mean, it was a lot of money. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so that wasn't fun, but it was so worth it. Like we had little fishes on the table. R.I.P. Mm. to the fishes, because every single one of them. Yeah, they died. <laughs> we um we did little gift bags and we put um incense and a crystal and some like white sage in our gift bags. It was super cute. People came out. I was in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It was small and intimate, but like that was just for like our family and like really close friends. But eventually, we do want to open it up. Not in my backyard, obviously, but like open it up to like everybody because it was so cute. Yeah, and we got some good things planned, so just stay tuned. You guys will you'll, you'll hear about it. And also, um, because the school year is back started again, if any of you are in student organizations. At colleges, if you're in, you know, even if you're not in college yet, you're in high schools or whatever, y'all want us to come speak, make sure you hit us up um, at gcinfo at goddessxculture.com because we are going to get back into programming at schools. We had a great opportunity to be at um, NJCU last year in Kane, so we want to make sure that we're touching everybody else's schools. Absolutely. And we do travel, you know, for Thanks. those who are wondering. We will travel t- for a small price. T- JK, JK. But yeah, we are definitely willing to go wherever or wherever the universe pulls us. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But right. we do have a special guest today. Okay, that was my white girl voice. Let me try again. We do have a special guest today. Um, What do I say about this girl? She's annoying. She's funny. She's happy. She's strong independent like black woman who don't need no help from a man right she is all of that in a bag of chips <laughs> an actress entrepreneur um did i say annoying <laughs> i don't even remember now she's really does it all in she's a jack of all trades she's a writer rapper <laughs> mixtape coming out soon easy, right mixtape dropping soon but yeah her name is peyton insert clap introduce yourself hi goddesses and gods i'm glad to be here um 
I don't know how to do this, so we just going to do it. We're going to see what happens or whatever. So we're going to try this. But yeah. we're I'm so happy cool. to have her on the show this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's jump into you and get before before we leave the news. It's like, why Kanika Jenkins? Oh, yes. We definitely wanted to touch on the Kanika Jenkins situation. As we've all seen, um, people pretend to be detectives on this case. But at the end of it all, you have to realize that this is a severe tragedy. Especially, like, watching those videos of her, like, eventually walking to her death or walking to whoever put her in her death. Like, it's just all sad, and it's actually not funny at all. Yeah. And it brings up the conversation that regardless of who your friends are, because that had a lot to do with the entire situation, too, at the end of the day, no means no, and men and women alike need to realize that. And at no point is any man entitled to any sexual act with a woman once she says no and not even once she says no before that he's not entitled period but especially after she says no and we're just in a society where these boys and men really don't care about themselves so they don't care about anybody else around them therefore they have no regard for human life and things like this happen so right protect yourselves if you see a drunk friend even if you don't know this girl, I've helped a girl literally at a party sitting in a corner, legs open in her dress, drunk, and nobody was with her. Her friends who I knew were all partying, having fun, and me and one of my friends had to get this girl up and take her to the bathroom because God knows what had happened to her if nobody was, you know, tending to her. So if you see someone in a compromising position, coherent or not, help them out because, you know, you never know what you could do to save this person's life. Absolutely. Like, if you go with three people, you come home with three people. Absolutely. Like, don't leave nobody's friend saying she's going to see this guy. Who she's going to do this. Like, come on. Like, that's, that shit is weird. Like, that's really so is. weird. Because my mom would have punched me dead in my face had I come home without yeah. one of my friends. Like, Not only that, my friends would have punched him dead in his face for keep trying to you know say what I'm yes saying? after I said no. Like, I just have those type of friends. And, but like, yeah. I feel like if you're drinking out, like, I look around at who I'm drinking with and I'd be like, do I feel... 100% safe to be drinking to the point where I'm turning the fuck up. Right. If I don't, like, I don't, I moderate how much I drink. And if I feel a little bit too lit, like, I know something is weird. And I'd be like, guys, we got to go. Yeah. And so, also, y'all don't got to drink to get blackout drunk every time. That's not even cool to it's, keep it a stack. It's like, really not. That's weird, too. Like, y'all just a bunch of weirdos. But to the non-weirdos, like, keep holding y'all friends down <laughs> because there's weirdos out there that's trying to take advantage of us. Yeah. Listen. And I'm if you are a sick right individual who's trying to take advantage of somebody who is clearly inebriated, you honest to God need to go pray because what's up with you that you can't get a girl while she's coherent? Right. Like, like you're whack and weird, so just stay away from us. Facts. But hopefully none of these people are listening. And if you know somebody <laughs> like that, y'all can pass our message right away. <laughs> right. But anywho, um, on to our affirmation. I switched it because you made me feel uncomfortable. Because it was wrong. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't make it up. I got it off somebody's tweet. But this is our tweet. So anyhow. <laughs> affirmation is me. <laughs> is don't let your idea of what should be stop what could be. Now, y'all could take that however y'all want to take it. <laughs> Molly took it a certain way in this last episode, but, you know, we'll get there later. Ooh. But, um, yeah, everybody has this grand idea of how things should be. I should go to college, and I should That's find this mean. man. I should get married. I should have these babies. But sometimes your timeline doesn't look like that, and you have to feel comfortable knowing that that's okay. But it's not fair. Like, 
I want it now. Like, <laughs> I feel like we've been so conditioned, like in the society where yeah. it's like, you go to kindergarten and then you go to grades, whatever, whatever, and then you graduate high school and then you go to college and yeah. like. Like, it doesn't ever say, like, you get to do what the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is the third time I've cursed this episode, and I'm stopping myself right now. Okay? I'm a child. Every episode. I'm censoring myself. I'm Listen, they already put E on our episodes. Oh, fun. my God. You know, iTunes took one of our episodes it down. It sure did. It was like, y'all, y'all cursing. She so, y'all like, really need to um, let people know that y'all You need to check stuff. explicit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so now we're explicit. Because we was like, where are episode at? <laughs> I was in my email like, listen, <laughs> don't be taking our shit down. Oh yeah. So after we, we sent this, we sent this, we sent this listen, we sent right. this abrasive email, and mm-hmm. then we found out all we had to do was check a box. We're like, yeah. Oh. The email was extra. It really was. And we was mad, like amping each other up. I like, can't believe we're paying for fifteen ninety nine a month. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what but happens anyway. when you get mad before you read the fine print. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what happens. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But you were saying grade school and then... Yeah, like, I feel like everybody has what you're supposed to do already set up for you. Especially if you're from a cultural family like mine. I know I talk about this all the time, but, like, there was no other option, okay? It was college or college. Like, there was no trade school, no nothing. So I'm like, I feel like my life should be going just as planned. And it's not. That's why August sucked. Hence why we haven't filmed. Hence why I've been, like, you know, weird. But, like, now that I'm realizing the affirmation more, I feel like, I don't know. Like, although I want it to work out how it, I thought it was supposed to, maybe that's just not my destiny, not my plan, not, not in not my right future. Now. Not right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Mm. A no from God is never a no just for the hell of it. You know what I'm saying? It's him either saying not right now because it's not your time or right. I have better for you. Please send the better, cause I'm waiting. <laughs> Aren't we all? Seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is low key unrelated, but because you said send the better, it made me think of this. I saw this quote that was like, "I'm a butcher it, so I'm gonna have to make up another thing." But it, <laughs> it was something along the lines of, "Um, you pray to God asking for a cake." And, oh, this is what that is what it was. Like, you pray to God asking for a cake. And, and then he, he sends gives you, you the, the eggs, the flour. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And you're asking him, like, why you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Little do you realize, you know, you're he's giving you, the work. you have to do the work in order to get it. I'm not saying you're not doing the work. That's just, it's no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I just feel like everything should be given to me. Not because I'm, like, spoiled or something, but because that's the plan. The plan was for me to, like, do what was next. Mm-hmm. And because it didn't happen, I felt like I was a failure. I don't know. Maybe I didn't mix the ingredients right. I missed a step or something. <laughs> but, you know, we could talk about my life more later. <laughs> more to come. Right. More to come. Yeah. But All yeah. right. So, unbossed this week. I changed this too because Shanice, <laughs> she's obviously the boss of me. <laughs> unbossed this week, and I don't know why I waited so long to do this, is um, Spills on Wheels. So, we're the reason we're really shouting him out is because he uh, hooked us up with the liquor for <laughs> For the goddess. That's not why I'm shouting. Goddess I'm, that's my friend, and I'm super <laughs> proud of him because his business came up from nowhere. So Nah, facts. So, yeah. So, Spills on Wheels is a liquor delivery um, service. They do catering. So, if you have, like, a large event, like, um, weddings or parties, like, you know, these silent parties that have been popping up in Jersey, he's handled the, the alcohol for that. Um he also does smaller things like our little get together. And then he also does like delivery. You at home, you don't want to run out and get a bottle. You having a little get together with your friends. He'll bring the liquor to your house. On top of that, he has bar rentals. 
What? You clacked in your um, oh, bracelet. Yeah. Oh, let me take these off because I talk with my hands. We know. Um, <laughs> on top of that, he has bar rentals. So he has, you know, like you know, like the little regular bar. You got a small space. Ooh, it's and not then, regular. No, like, it quiet. Likes I'm a, coming oh, to that. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, sorry. If you want the little regular <laughs> bar, you got a small space. Your funds is a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> he also got a light up joint that's really nice, actually. Super fire. Kudos to him for getting that, and it was not cheap. Um, and then lastly, but not least, least what is it? Last but not least. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, she said she wanted to say <laughs> least. <laughs> least, least, least. <laughs> I did. Um, he also does bartend. He has bartenders. So if you have an event and um, you know you need somebody to to work the alcohol, he can set you up with that as well. Male bartenders, female bartenders, whatever you need for the alcohol, period, he got you. And he also works with budgets like crazy. He'll make it happen for you. He whatever will. your budget is, he'll make it happen for you. Because I'm going to tell you, our budget was like this big. He made it happen, okay? <laughs> no, definitely. So and he's cool to work with. Like, Yeah, he definitely is. He's very personal. He really cares. Like, when I tell you, I really didn't know what I was doing with this, with this whole stuff. And he really was like... This is what we're going to do. He was do. trying to get in touch with our feelings to figure out what type of yeah. alcohol we was bringing. He was really trying us with these drinks, but we ultimately <laughs> Got picked it. the affordable option. Right. And so shout out to him. Yeah. So his name is Keenan Oliver. Um, you can find him on Instagram at spills underscore on underscore wheels. And then his website is spillsonwheels.com. Yeah. We'll put all of his information in the caption. Yeah, shout out to Spills, Mr. Spills. Mm -hmm. So, stepping into our goddess chat today. So, I know we introduced our guests already, but she is an insecure (laughs) guru, okay? Gassing it. And granted, we did talk about insecure last time we talked. (laughs) But we took some subtopics from the episode and we definitely will tie them together and talk about them. And it's going to be cool to see like someone other than me and Jordan speak. So I'm going to be sipping on my wine. And (laughs) I mean, Jordan and Peyton, you guys have the floor. And the first conversation will be gentrification. Dun, dun, dun. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> Say that one more time. The good, the bad, the ugly. How would she breathe like that? Right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You gotta teach me how to do that. So right. what's your thoughts on, you know, gentrification? Well, if you watched the, the latest season of Insecure, you saw that gentrification was kind of brought in just slightly when they were mentioning, you know, Issa's building and how the, the stores were changing around and it almost doesn't look like a dump and things like that. It's oh, called an eyewood or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of see how she said she wanted to bring that into the season, kind of to, to bring awareness to gentrification and how it's such a oppressing situation that's yeah. happening a lot around us. Because yeah. sis had to move out because that rent increase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that gentrification does come with this good, but it, it also comes good. with it. The good is like... Ooh, now our neighborhood looks nicer. Mm-hmm. There's people, there's healthier options to eat. Mm-hmm. But then there's the bad. You're raising people's rent. You're mm-hmm. kicking people out of the hood, which is making them go to the hood hood. Mm-hmm. And once you know, once you get to the hood hood, like, there's no... Gen- yeah. Yeah, like... You start crowding these spaces. You I know think- what I'm saying? There's more violence. There's mm-hmm. more crime. Yeah. Like, more homeless. You're putting right. all these people in, like, one you know, segregated area. Mm-hmm. But I think to me, I totally agree. Like great things come from being gentrified right. because I worked in Newark and 
you know, right before I started working there, people were like, literally, if you would have came two years earlier, you wouldn't recognize it. Right. There's a Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. There's a Grab a Green. Mm-hmm. There's a Blaze Pizza. You know, it's like all these places you can right. go get some juice. You can get a smoothie. You can, you know, it's not just the little hood spots, which are very nice. Don't get me wrong. Because, right. I, you know, if you want to find real black soap, you can't go to Target. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the hood. Exactly. And the only thing, the part about gentrification that I can't really vibe with is the fact that when it's being gentrified, it becomes whitewashed. Yeah. So you have generations of people who built these communities on people who look like them you get comfortable being around those who you can identify with Mm -hmm. on a cultural level Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and you know people pour their hard work and their love and their lives into their communities and you have people come in and just buy it and just like that your bodega's gone Mm -hmm. you know the little mom and pop grocery store that you had you were supporting these people is gone you know what i'm saying like you, you now have people, oh, like, you saw how the West Indian Day Parade or something, and this white lady had called, made a noise complaint because people was getting ready for the West Indian Day Parade. And it basically, the police came and was like, bro, you moved here, which I don't think that's a reaction you're going to get from a lot of places. These police are going to be like, yeah, these people are paying, so you need to keep it down. You know what I'm saying? Very so true. I think in that situation, those people lucked out. I did not have... see that. I would have went off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you move into this neighborhood right. complaining about what the fuck happens in this neighborhood. Right. Because if you didn't want that, you could have moved anywhere You could have been on right. Upper East Side or some mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to be here where that's bothering you. You moved here. Right. And I mean, I feel like with everything, there needs to be a balance. Like like you said, there are positive things that happen. For sure, there are definitely positives. But then you're taking people out of their homes and you're not giving them any other place to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not giving them anything else to fall back on. Mm-hmm. They're just simply being tossed out into the streets and, you know, having to, to fight their way to another place. Yeah. And I feel like it's... If you're going to do that, if you're going to change certain things, you need to at least incorporate those people in in changing those things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to raise the rent, but maybe if I if someone's been living here for stabilizing. 15 exactly, yeah. been living here for a certain amount of years, then okay, maybe their rent can stay stable while we raise the rent on people who haven't been living here as long or new people moving in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It should be some type of balance. Mm-hmm. So, that's true cuz my grandma, you know, if you have a grandma in the hood, you know, they don't want to leave the hood. So my grandma don't want to leave the hood. And in her building, the guy offered her like a like a ridiculous amount of money to move out. Cause he's like her rent has been stable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the the most think of the most sturdiest Millie Rock you've ever <laughs> seen. Like that's my grandma's rent. That shit don't that shit don't waver. Like it just goes with the flow. And it's at a nice solid number right now. And the people across from her is triple what her rent is. You know what I'm saying? So they're trying to get her out. Like they're like, yo, like We'll give you this amount of money if you move out. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. See, it's people like that that we need in the hood. Whereas some people, which I won't say any names, but like my grandma's friend, she um, <laughs> <laughs> she took the money. And if y'all know anything about money, that shit run out. Right. Like over time, $30,000 is is gone. Like, you know, that's a survival for like a year and a half. Like, let's be real. But I mean, depending on your situation, that if money you know, right now gonna look real good. It's gonna look real to... good. But then the place you move to is not gonna be, the rent is not gonna be anything compared exactly. to what you're paying. Exactly, that, that $30,000 is gonna be gone in half a year. You know what I'm saying? paying your rent. You're paying $900 now. They tell you to move out for $30,000. Great, boom. But the next place you go to is not gonna be it's $900. It's gonna be a smooth 2K. It's gonna be a good chunk and you're gonna be broke 
and homeless. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. and that's what's happening. That's the patterns we're seeing. And that's, but you got to think of that's the people that they go to, the, the reasons why they try yeah, to yeah. offer Listen, where I'm from, money to certain people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Where I'm Praying from, on the week. Exactly. There's, there's like a, know, they um, know they don't know. There's a children's right. hospital. And for a while, it was like, you know, okay hospital or whatever. And then they, you know, got all this money from Nationwide, the insurance company. So they started buying all, like, of course, building up the buildings, re- re- renovating every single thing. And Nationwide gave them all this money. They started buying out this whole entire neighborhood that surrounded it. And I knew people who lived in that neighborhood. And for somebody who don't have a lot of money and you offer them that and they're not thinking, you know, I get this money now. But like you said, money runs out. They're mm-hmm. not thinking like that. Right. But they're going to see this money. They're going to take it and they're going to run. And I'll tell you, Nationwide Children's Hospital, awesome hospital, by the way, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, so I'm happy to see your kids in them there. But <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you get to, you see all these people become displaced. And what crushes me is that's a black neighborhood. Like, literally, yeah. you can walk from Nationwide to the it's a high school called Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, teachers who very much incorporate, like, black culture into their teaching. Mm-hmm. So their kids are kind of getting that. But obviously, that's the demographic that's right there. Mm-hmm. And Nationwide just, like, wiped out that whole neighborhood. So don't you think that had the people, like, kept their houses? And did the neighborhood, is it good now? Like, what is it? It's not a neighborhood. It's what a is hospital. It? So it's a, it's a hospital, and it's how. I mean, granted, for a little further out, there's still like some buildings. But when I tell you, it knocked out a good chunk of this neighborhood. It's it's hospital, it's clinics, it's restaurants for the people who are in the hospital now, and oh. there it's a few. It's like a, some. So you know what Ronald McDonald House is? Yeah. They have like a, um. I think they expanded their Ronald McDonald House, and they also added additional housing for people who have like long stay. You know, their children are in there for a long time, so you can mm-hmm. stay close. Like, let's say they come from Cleveland or, you know, another state. They have somewhere to stay while their child's being treated. Mm-hmm. But Which I said, that's, like, the good part about right. it. But it's, like, all these people become displaced right. when... Big com- big companies and corporations just come in and take shit over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this... this yeah. All I'm going to say is, if you want to clean up a neighborhood or whatever, that's fine. But don't take the color out of it. Right. Because I think that's where, really where this whole thing came from. Okay. Speaking of which, y'all heard about that Bodega app. Well, y'all didn't until I said it. I was talking about it earlier. And I definitely did, but okay. Oh, she did. And, oh yeah, you did. You did say that the vending machine and they took a survey. But yeah, <laughs> these white kids, from they came from Google. These white kids. They came from Google. They used to work for Google, I think. And they decided to come up with this grand idea to make this app called Bodega for people in New York where they put like a little vending machine of Bodega-esque items in apartment buildings or whatever. Mm. And obviously it's stuff like toilet paper, crackers, stuff like that. You're not going to get a bacon, egg, and cheese, though. I'm just gonna yeah, I was going to say that. Right it's the no top people. 50 things. They surveyed, like, a bunch of people. But how you want the top 50 things that white people need out of a bodega? Mm, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but um, it says the top 50 things that you would need if, like, you were in your apartment and you didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. Like, you making pasta, but you don't got no sauce. You know, something like that. <laughs> Me being, like, the lazy person I am. Like, I would be souped if somebody put a bodega, like, in front of my house or something. I don't live in an apartment. Maybe, like, you know, maybe a bodega at every little corner. Like, a little lemonade stand or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Because driving to the supermarket is, like, an inconvenience for me. You gotta waste gas. You, you gotta get up. You gotta put clothes, put clothes on. on. Like, no. I'd rather not eat. Like, right. I'm, I'm, rather, I'm actually just gonna go to sleep. I'm not. So, so, yeah, it does have its convenience. But, yeah. like, it is taking away the bodega people's jobs. 
And I know, like, as long as I've been alive, I've known those bodega people own their bodegas. Like, mm-hmm. they've been there. So if yeah. I see them drop and stuff, that'll be, like, detrimental, you know, to the communities. Yeah, because of convenience. I know. I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm lazy as shit, too. Like, anybody who knows me knows I'm so lazy. Like, there are kids around. I guarantee I'm telling them to pick oh, up whatever yeah. I'm asking for. But at the same time, I think about the repercussions. Repercussions. What's the word? Repercussions. 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 Me and T just had this conversation. She was laughing at me, so I don't know which one was <laughs> But um, we were just having this conversation. And, I mean, I'll take that back. The repercussions are... <laughs> Y'all know I can't think, like... She drank too much. I really didn't. I, I haven't finished that. It's my first glass. I'm just talking a lot because I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Don't make fun of me. All right. Yeah, sorry. The repercussions <laughs> are that these businesses suffer. And I would hate to see people's businesses suffer because... That's true. We want convenience. But you got to think, these these big businesses are people who come from big businesses it's their job to capitalize on things that they see have been making money for years like bodegas have withstood the test of time like you could go anywhere you're going to find them like i never thought they made money though we can say that about you don't think they make money i didn't because i'm like who sell a bacon a bacon i'm like a bagel with cream cheese for 50 cent or like a drink for twenty five cents. This is back in the day, but then you don't think how many people really go. They're coming in there because all you pay is fifty cents. Exactly, right? That's true. But it's, yeah, but I mean, we could say that about anything though, because who thought that the automotive industry would go to shit like it has? You you thought well, the American, the American automotive industry. Well, either way, people thought the shit was gonna last. I mean, no. What's the American it, car? Chevy. Chevy. Ford, Nobody. Ford. I'm not driving an ugly ass Chevy. But yeah. I mean, but the, the the point is, all of American cars were made here, and people had jobs, and everybody thought this shit was gonna last forever. And over the course of what thirty how, years, how would it? That's they let Honda import, but that's because of choices, because they don't make sustainable cars. Like they don't make you know what environmental I'm friendly Low cars. cars. No, but that's other countries the, do. That's why it hasn't sustained. No, but the argument isn't when they when they send. China, like, you know, send it to China or other countries to make it. It wasn't because of the efficiency. It was because of the cost. It's because of what it was costing people. people the thing is, they they make, if the cars price. are less efi- less mm-hmm. efficient and they don't run as well, mm-hmm. that's how they make more money because they have to keep producing the cars. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, was, it was never an argument over, oh, you know, America's not making efficient cars. Mm-hmm. Big wigs didn't give a fuck about that. What they cared about is how, what, what it was costing to make these cars. You have to pay all these American people who there are laws surrounding the fact that and that's they have why to get paid a certain expensive. wage. That's right. why they ship it over because they pay them pennies on the dollar to make something that would cost... They got cost the little Chinese kids like screwing on the sweat, screws yeah, and the sweatshops. cars. I'm not, right. doing, I'm not buying that car either. Like, ew. And the thing is, if America makes a car that costs you a million dollars to get fixed and all their parts are super expensive when I can get a car from overseas that the well, parts that's not are true. dirt cheap. I mean, a no, lot of them are. But overseas, I mean, it, foreign cars are more expensive. We have a Jetta. You know how much it costs to get that thing fixed as opposed to getting a Ford fixed? It costs because all the all the parts are American. If I to I have to but go a to Honda, but, it's, but a Honda I have to go but a Honda get right. It's from what Japan or China? Honda, Honda, Honda Japan. It's from one of those. No, and it's Hondas the cheapest are, car. No, Hondas are expensive though. No, they're, they're Hondas. If you get a new one, yes, they are. No, the only no, time you're not paying my, like, girl, no, I was just trying a, to get a two door Honda. Honda is a dollar. Okay. I was just compared to a Volkswagen, even like a Nissan, anything. Honda is the cheapest. 
of like it's like buying look, generic brand. I swear, of look up how much bottles. it costs to get a Honda two door coupe. I was trying to get no, one. I, that shit was, but it's expensive. not even the cost. It's the upkeep, like the upkeep of the car, like how much the gas like is. How, no, to upkeep it is not expensive. Yeah, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. That's a long run. Like that's what people think about when they get cars. Like if it breaks down, like how I'm gonna fix this? I'm not gonna have the money to get parts to fix this. But that's why they should get it on gas. You don't even drive a car. car. That's what I'm saying. This shit's expensive, so don't do it. That's that's my point. <laughs> I can't. All right. So <laughs> gentrification <laughs> went on to cars. Gentrification. That was great. Um, the next thing we kind of want to talk about is the idea of an open relationship. Um, we saw in the season finale of Insecure that Molly was technically saying okay to the. In- to the open relationship she was having with Dre. Dre? Dro. 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 He's, his lip hangs just like, okay. Yo, <laughs> but it's like the sexiest lip. thing. I like his lip No, hangs. me too, because it's like, yo. And it's like he dragged up a lip up. <laughs> I really wish I that could see him right now. I just <laughs> that shit is so cute. Like, right <laughs> And I'm not like a light-skinned type He person. is real clear. He real clear. He is mm-hmm. see-through. So yeah, we definitely want to talk on open relationship. Is this new? Like, is this new? Because I think it's pretty old. Like, I'm pretty sure my grandpa, grandpa had an open relationship. Grandpa, grandpa. Or maybe not open, but like, maybe half open or I mean, something I like that. I think common. prior to the 2000s, mm-hmm. nothing was open. I think yeah. people just did what they was going to do. And yeah, a wife, just... you know, wasn't really a big thing for a divorce. It was like, well, I ain't going to leave his ass. So, That's... it is what it is. But um, I feel like... Survey says that is an open relationship. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's a half open relationship because she ain't agreed to that. But, but she don't like how it but started. She's not, like there's situations where people are coming in like okay with an open relationship, like yeah. starting out and continuing through as that's that some being new the age premise stuff. of that's it. Some new age. So you you're saying I mean? we meet, boom, and we're like this relationship is open. No, we that's meet. We start day. talking. Okay, we're gonna make this official. It's official, but. We should also be open. be open so that we can make sure nothing bad happens in our relationship. Pause. So is this the same thing as dating? Because dating doesn't mean you're just dating not that one. It's girl. Girl. His girl they're married. married. Like they're that's not ring dating. on the finger. Right. Like that's I do. my wife. That's right. My, yeah. yeah, on the Bible, like they they're really together. So so in order to be in an open relationship, one of the parties has to be in a long-term relationship with somebody else and still dating somebody. Not necessarily. So like, say what y'all mean. Like no, say what y'all saying, mean. What we're saying in Dro's instance, he's married, yes. and you could okay. be married and be in an open relationship. Yeah. If both parties agree that y'all can have sex with whomever, mm-hmm. y'all married in an open relationship. Right. However, you can be boyfriend girlfriend and still have that same sentiment. It's just the fact that, it's that they are par- official. They are officially official. in a relationship, and if you both agree, parties agree exactly. Both something. parties agree to be in an official relationship, and also agree that okay it's okay if we mess around with other people and I feel like it's just a cop-out simply same thing for Dro and his wife like I feel like it's a cop-out so that okay I don't necessarily have to be monogamous I don't have to deal with monogamy and on the other end I don't have to deal with being hurt when one person I thought was monogamous isn't so you you disagree with open relationships I do personally but I mean personally People could do what they want. That's, That's not my business. Yeah. You know, how you live is how you live. And it might work yeah. for you. I just feel like it's a cop-out in a sense. That's true. Because a marriage is work. I don't think I would ever date like a married person. That's weird. Yeah. But I do think that an open relationship does take off that, that, that added pressure of trying to be perfect for one person. 
Um, like you said, I do think I, it could be a cop out. Like you could be like, all right, she's pissing me off. I'm about to move on to the next person. But if you're on that level with that person, you're like, listen, like, I really love you. Like, I want to be with you, but like, not right now. Or maybe like, not completely right now. Is that an open relationship? But I don't think like, that's, I don't think that's an open relationship because Joe, the way Joe made it seem, him and his wife are good. They're mm-hmm, solid. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to have sex with somebody, he can do that. And right. if she wants to have sex with somebody, she, she can, can do, do that. that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're solid and nobody's coming between that. I think that's really what open relationship is. Anything else is not open relationship. It's an insecure whatever it is. It's not, you can't, a relationship, especially if it's good, isn't, all right, I'm a, you know, you're my girl and I, and I love you or whatever, but the moment you piss me off, I can have sex with somebody else. But it's not a problem because we're open. Mm-hmm. That's not. I don't think that's what the stipulation of an open relationship is. Right. At least the experience. I mean, I don't have a personal experience with a, with the open relationship. But from what I hear about people talking about it, what I see, especially you know, examples of like insecure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever a. I have something in my back pocket in the event that my girl or my dude don't work out. Right. I was just talking to having this conversation with one of my friends the other day, and she was saying. One of her close friends is in an open relationship and they've never acted on the fact that they're in an open relationship, but it's just, it takes off the pressure of being like, okay, you know, I have to stay so straight and narrow. I have to be so worried if I do this, then I might lose out on this person or Mm -hmm. whatever. It just takes off the pressure. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they never acted on it because they don't feel a need to. They care about the person they're with and they're satisfied type of thing. But then that makes it sound like a cop out, like you said, because I'll tell you, nobody better come to me asking for an open anything. (laughs) Right. Honest to God, because my thing is, Especially, men are sensitive. They're very sensitive. And I think, like, and I'm not saying women aren't, but I'm saying men are sensitive. And, you know, for them, that might sound cool. Mm -hmm. And it might sound like, oh, my girl's not, you know, pressed for me or whatever. That may, you know, I don't know, take the edge off for them. Mm -hmm. But the moment, you know, a girl has sex with another man, how could she do this? Why mm. would she do this to me? Preaching. You know what I'm saying? And preaching right Calling now. her a hoe, like all this uh, stuff. You know what I'm saying? Look at Issa and Lawrence. Well, look at that whole that's situation. that's different because they, was, they wasn't open at all. No, I'm saying like, I'm saying look at how people regard and society regard Issa. Oh, the yeah. Way that they take yeah, because Issa, if Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence would have did the same did, thing, it would have been a much different Oh, it would have been completely different. She, she, he, she probably would have forgave him to keep it a stack. She would have. Stack. You know, but that's was, what I'm saying. That's why that open relationship stuff is different because a man, you know what I'm saying, is probably doing that so he can do what he wants to do but he's mm-hmm. more than likely not thinking about the what happens if the girl does it exactly. he's gonna be crushed and then he's gonna be still be caught in the same situation like man i did say this was okay exactly. but he's gonna treat you different exactly. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's true y'all open it's my crazy. eyes i it's don't think crazy. i'm ready for an open like god, god forbid we see joe's wife having sex with somebody else he probably lose his shit divorce her and then get with molly and the even more swear that's how yeah, it will play out yeah and i want i want my money when it happens exactly and and the weird right. thing about that situation too was <laughs> if you see insecure. if you watch the um episode six no episode seven where they had the dinner party and he was sneaking in the bathroom with molly while his wife was at the dinner table it was like wait y'all in an open relationship though why didn't you, you tell, tell your wife everything though. i've been saying that I'm since confused. the jump i've been saying this no his jump. wife knows but when did we find out she knew? Yeah. She does know. She said that like when when they stood next together, they, she was she like, didn't "Hey say Molly." Anything like that. 
No. Yeah, she just said hi, sis. Because remember hi? when? All right, remember? let us know if they know because they don't know. I know. I'm sure. Because when I'm, my I'm, thing is I'm why? Because well, like remember I told, remember I was telling you how when he was like when Molly was like oh you know are you sure what's the what's his wife's name? Uh, Candace. Are you sure Candace okay with this? He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'd have been like, can you call her up real quick? Because yeah, let her know right I now. Need I need to know. hear her. I, yeah, it's, it's really odd. Like, you're having sex with a married man who's saying it's okay, but I need to have confirmation right, from the person this, who said it was okay. And this is the thing. When they were I'm in the bathroom, he was, like, he was like, he was like, wait. He was like, wait, I'm gonna walk outside and then wait like five minutes and then come out and then, you know, fix right. your hair. I'm sorry. I thought she knew. So she should know we in the bathroom right, right. now. Like, in the duck off. And she right. was like fiending for attention to like she was like Molly was like trying to be all in the conversation. Yeah, and yeah. She was playing double dutch back there, girl. trying to jump. She was like, no way. <laughs> she was standing her no the way she was standing with that man, right. she could hear his freaking thoughts. Like, and you see, that's my thing. Like I'm very like, if you mind, you mind. Like, yeah. And if I'm sharing you, that's like, that's like buying like a meal and saying you gotta share it with somebody. But we that's live not, in this, good. But we live not, in a society like, where nothing excited. is sacred anymore. It's like everything is on social media. Every, people they're watering show down every, everything. They're watering down everything. People are showing everything. Like people that's are true. like nothing is sacred. Your relationship isn't sacred. If it's I, not on the gram, then it don't. It never happened. Look like, if at I have Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Look at the man went on to um. Breakfast Club, and he was like, "I'll never cheat, never that, never he I." Sure did. Ooh, did you Ooh. pay attention to why Ooh. he said he wouldn't cheat? He didn't because say he doesn't want to get caught up. Boom! Not because he didn't want to hurt his wife. Mm-mm. Not he be, not because he he had vows in front of God mm-hmm. and his family, everybody he loves. And she's pregnant as hell. But, but because he don't want to get caught. And the thing is, he said that months before this, all this whole stuff came out. But my, I swear that man, he must have been cheating on her at that time. Yeah, he was. He been cheating on her. He had, he had to have been. He had to have been. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but he had to have been. Because when he apologized, he said the same shit he said on that But the interview. thing is, he didn't even I'm apologize not... because he was sad about it. He, he apologized, apologized because, because he the tape was coming He apologized because the tape was getting coming out, was coming out and somebody was going to extort him mm-hmm. for all of that money. He, he said, was like, no, I'm not giving nobody my money. That's what he said. I, oh, my God. Yeah. She should leave him. I actually. mean, how you get them is how you lose, is how you lose, lose them. them. And you right. I can't, you know even be, I can't even be mad. But I do it, feel man. bad for her. She's pregnant as hell. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have to deal with that. And as and a her, woman, I wouldn't want to see any woman yeah. have to be, you yeah. know, hurt like and that. And her ever. story is Tori and Kevin were separated when they started getting That's together. everybody's story. And Everybody say the same story. <laughs> y'all need to pick a new yeah, story when y'all start I'm dating sorry. somebody who's in a relationship. I'm sorry, but you need to check the car facts. Like, I don't, I really don't care, like, what you tell me you because yeah. men lie every day people Granted, lie every day i'm more on, i'm more on the side of tori in this but i could yeah, also i could also see though you being separated from someone no. and then you know listen real quick you being separated from someone say y'all really not make y'all really not happening y'all say we're going to get a divorce mm-hmm. y'all separated over and you see him with somebody else that's going to spark up a new rage in you even if y'all were over you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i can see tori being like nah he was still married and to that point i get that mm-hmm. but i got playing devil's advocate i could also see her hearing from Kevin, nah, we're getting a divorce. He probably talks a mean game and probably made that woman believe that they was these papers was just waiting to be signed. That's and true. he jumped in a, she jumped in a relationship with him. And then we came out, the papers weren't signed yet, and everybody jumped down her throat. All right, well, humble yourself and say you were wrong. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't go out there and say, me and Kevin been married for six, five years thing, and you knew it collided with somebody else. I would have changed my facts. Because at the end of the day, whether they were separated, whether they were living in separate houses, whether they was in different countries, they was still they married. They was married as they hell. They was married. And at the end of the day, marriages, they go through things. And sometimes they work it out and sometimes they don't. But you shouldn't be the one in the middle breaking that, wedging and that this is what more. you. this is what goes back to what you're saying, how society has watered down everything. Mm-hmm. Now it's not a big deal to date somebody yeah. that's married. It's not, not a big, big deal, deal to post naked on Instagram mm-hmm. and social media. It's not a big deal to do so many things yeah. that nothing is a big deal. Like, right. Cheating is not a big deal. Cheating is not a big was, deal. I was listening to, um, what was it? I was watching this uh, morning show and they were talking about Carmelo Cam- Anthony. Yeah. And... Lala and their whole situation and how you know he supposedly uh, impregnated a stripper or whatever happened mm. and the girls on the show were like but I feel like Lala y'all have a marriage they have a kid together I feel like she should just like forgive him and, and work it out cause the moment she got pregnant by another dude's baby uh, by oh, another man like, oh just throw away the whole girl he, throw away the whole way honestly <laughs> throw that baby away throw the whole way <laughs> throw, throw, away. Away. <laughs> throw my kid away too because that's throw my kid mom. away too like but it's just crazy and situations like that are what lead to situations like this it's like everybody's afraid of being hurt and they know that in society it's okay to do these things it's acceptable to cheat it's acceptable to not be monogamous it's even ingrained in some of us that men can't be monogamous men have to cheat. No, that I, men what's I, crazy you should expect that like, i really i really i'm so disgusted by that statement because it's like sidetracked completely but it's like rape culture real quick yeah. how people be like girls need to stop dressing like this so that they don't get raped himself. yeah cause like, he can't control instead of telling boys like don't look at a girl like that don't t- touch a girl like be you know yeah. be careful you know what I'm saying if someone says no no means no but instead you want to tell girls like and you know what, change too, how you dress continue in that conversation and it's kind of really derailing but that's okay it's the fact that we say like you know men don't know how to be monogamous and these girls always complain about getting hurt and then they mm-hmm. turn around and say men don't, don't know how to be men mono- mm-hmm. no if you hold him accountable he then has to he then has to see a fact for a fact. He may not see it from you, mm-hmm. but if you say it, it sparks something in him. And not enough besides saying, you know what, it is what it is. He's gonna do what he wants to do. No, that's not okay. Yeah. And, and the more you say it is what it is, and a man's mm-hmm. gonna do what a man's gonna do, you make it okay, you make it acceptable. And then he starts believing what you're saying. And the issue is they're getting affirmation from their friends. Yeah. And maybe from the relationships they've seen their parents right. in. And yeah. they've seen people older than them in. They're getting that advertised. Exactly. Like women are like, well, you know. Um, and she like and, and the know, thing is just, too fine, I'm, I'm gonna know? take it a step further I don't think uh, there are some people who are afraid to get hurt but I think the overarching topic or you know point is not that people are afraid to get hurt so they act like this it's cause they don't wanna be responsible mm-hmm. if you don't have to be responsible to anyone else's feelings you can do whatever the fuck you wanna do mm-hmm. if you never have to be like you know what now I have somebody else that I have to think about besides myself that's when they. St- that's when things start getting dicey. When people mm-hmm. have to realize it's not just themselves that they're worried about; it's someone else. That's what they're afraid of. Yep. They're afraid of accountability. They're mm-hmm. not afraid of getting hurt. They can right. give a fuck less about being hurt. Right. What they care about is having somebody else come back on them and say, "You did this. Right. You made me feel this way. Right. So instead, they do whatever they want to do. Of and then people be upfront about it. Like you know, I just want to be cool. You know, I don't really want to be in a relationship. You know, it is. We're gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. Da da da. They start talking that dumbass conversation. Mm-hmm. 
So they don't have to be, so they don't have to be accountable for what they do. Right, cuz I mean back in the day this wasn't this wasn't something that happened. Like people weren't just casually dating their whole life. People weren't sitting here in like 50-year relationships and never getting married and never taking a, the the next step because of them just wanting to hang out or them just wanting the easy way out. You know, people were were having to be accountable. They well, were I, the, a certain amount of time. The difference you got to marry, you got to do something. The difference is That's it, cr- it did happen a while ago, but mm-hmm. the thing is, people. Men, this doesn't make it right, but the, the what it looked like back then is men staying with their wives and having second families. And that's how you see people, all these mm-hmm. old folks yeah. with sisters that they ain't know about till they were 30. Or they don't yeah. talk to. Or they don't talk to because, but the man stayed with his wife. I'm not saying it's right, like I'm saying. I'm just saying what it looked mm-hmm. like back then is yeah. him staying with his wife and having a second family. What it looks like now is nobody is really getting married and yeah. people are having kids with whomever. And yeah. It's just so this dicey. Is, that's crazy that you guys say that because <clears throat> um, my cousin is actually getting married. Mm-hmm. And they live in Trinidad. But, like, he's not getting married because, like, he's... I don't know. I don't know if he's, like, happy with the girl he wants to get married. But I feel like the family kind of, like, pressured him. They was like, if you're going to hang out with this girl and she's going to sleep over and she's going to be a part of your life, you have to marry her. You mm-hmm. can't play this game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they said to him. And within three days, he proposed to her. And now the wedding's in, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. you feel like that's a little intense, though? Mm-hmm. Like, intense. And I'm telling my, my family, like, I'm like, that's a little OD. Like, I would never want to be, like, pressured to be married. But, like, especially, like, probably not in America so much, but, like, in Trinidad, per se, like, majority of people are Christian. So a lot of the families, they stick it out together. They get married at a young age. They have mm-hmm. all the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it is there. That's the culture. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way society is now, I could never see myself marrying somebody because we're hanging out or because yeah, we're yeah. dating. Like, I could I never see myself just basing, uh, basically about to spend the rest of my life with somebody based off the fact that I like to hang out with them at 23. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Marriage, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't mean that much for me. Yeah. Right. I think, I think like, the the way that morals are, they change with time. Yeah. And I'm assuming, like, you know, in our grandparents' era, mm-hmm. the goal was to get married and have kids and have a house and have right. stability. It wasn't necessarily to live your dream, find to your dream job, and to travel Very and true. to, you know, figure out what your personal legend is. Mm-hmm. The goal was to get married, have kids, and have stability. Yeah. So they're forcing this on their grandkids or whatever that if, you know, you court and then you get married and you have kids and you, you know, follow that path that we were talking about you know, earlier, and they don't realize that times have kind of shifted, so we're at a point where the man doesn't have to be the breadwinner, and the woman mm-hmm. can figure out what she wants to do herself, she don't have to have kids, and at least until she's 30, 35, and, right. you know, people aren't dying at 70, people are dying at 100 now, so you don't have to rush life, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, so, I mean, culturally, it's different, too, it just yeah. depends on the culture you live in. That's so, but does that make it, does that make it weird, though, because... Here, it's like, all right, everyone's just dating. Like, everything right now is situationships or, like, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. pretty much. No. But, like... Well, you give, if, you give a, if you give someone an inch, they take a mile. Right, but, like, everyone's mindset, I mean. Like, yeah. even True. my mindset right now is not to date to marry. Mm-hmm. True. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like um, my family... You know, in Trinidad, they're, they're, that's their mindset. Mm-hmm. Just date to marry. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, does it make us, like, wrong? Because, you know, we talked about before, like, how is dating wasting our time? Like, are we supposed to just date to marry? Like, w- are we doing the wrong thing, the I right mean, thing? I, I, I don't believe in, like, right and wrong per se. Mm-hmm. I feel like what's right for you might not be right for other mm-hmm. people. But I, like I was saying earlier, everything needs a balance. Yeah. I feel like there's a, a median Mm-hmm. where it needs to be met like 
understandably we're in a different time and there's different focus so sometimes like okay i might not be thinking about kids until 30 Mm -hmm. i might not be thinking about marriage until like 30 you know until my career is together that's my main focus but at the end of the day there also needs to be like like we were talking about some accountability. There also needs to be a situation where it some stability. Like a safety net. Like a, safe, a like a you sti- need to feel like, like there needs yeah. to be some stability a in life. Of, like, you know, but even if be, even if there's not a commitment barrier to every person, I think there needs to be a certain level of truth and honesty. Very true. Because if it's not for you, it doesn't have to be for you. If kids aren't mm. for you, if marriage yes. is not for you, it never has to be for you. Right. But the person that you're dealing with needs to know that. You know what I'm saying? So often we get with people because it, they they it's look convenient. good, or not mm-hmm. even not yes, convenient, but it, it could feel good. Mm-hmm. But then there are certain things that are deal breakers that we overlook, and we hope that with time they go away, and that's right. not the truth. Ooh, you have to be honest. wow. Say that one more time. Yeah. I don't even remember how I said. Push the rewind, but <laughs> no, that is so true. So we always you like, do that in friendships, yeah. relationships, jobs, yes. like, like everything. Yeah, and we graze over it, and then we fail to realize that you know, yes, we may not be ready for marriage right now, but we know we want to marry. And let's say this guy knows he doesn't want to marry, we'd be like, you know what, he might change his mind. Mm. And then five years go by, and you're mm. freaking miserable because yeah. you have three kids and you want to be married. And he still don't want to be married. And you thought that these three years were going to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, we're at a time where, no, you do not have to get married if you don't want to. You do not want to have to have kids. You can have kids and not want to be married. And that's Mm -hmm. absolutely fine. But as long as people are honest about it, all is well. But with honesty comes the conversation. And I think that's the issue. A lot of times when we're getting into these situationships, those are conversations that you kind of steer away from or you steer clear of because, okay, this is just a situationship. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing right now. I don't know where this is going. You're not having those conversations. Like, even if it's been years, like people been dealing with people for years and years. And it's just like, we never talked about marriage. We never talked about if we both want kids. We never talked about these different things. And it's it's extremely important if you plan on being with someone or you care about someone and you feel like you want to be with them the long term, that you have these conversations. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about marriage per se Mm -hmm. and i think it is important to like have that conversation but also on your point like a lot of people aren't taking anybody serious right now like somebody tell me they don't want to get married or they don't want to have kids i'm like i like whatever like give it a couple years you know Mm -hmm. no one's thinking like all right she's like really dead ass like that's exactly how she feels right Mm -hmm. i don't know what type of conversation that would be or even if that conversation is had anymore or like at all to be honest you know, I'll be sneaking it in conversation. Because uh, let me tell you, let me tell you So something. what about them babies? <laughs> right. So, like, honestly, I think, like, you know how you're saying, like, you're not dating to get married or whatever? I think, I think because, like I said, you know, our goals um, generationally have shifted and the way life looks for us has shifted. I think that's A-okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I don't think anybody should feel bad about that. But back to how I was saying how I got like, sneaking in conversations. That's how I felt when I was like, of course I'm not going to be 18 dating think I'm a... Granted, I did think I was going to marry my, my ex-boyfriend when I was 18. That's what I was like my first real boyfriend or whatever. Right. And you think it's all going to be peaches and rainbows. And then hindsight hits and you're like, child, that was your first boyfriend. Like, you're probably not going to get married to him. Not saying that don't happen, but it ain't happened for me. <laughs> but I also took into consideration the fact I was 18. Correct. And anything can happen when you're 18. You know, your brain's not even fully developed at 18. So what you're thinking for yourself, your rationalization is not real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
But then I got to a certain age where I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying to get married right now. But I do want to get married. And I also don't want to be 30 when I find the man I want to get married to. So for me personally, I'm thinking like, all right, fill these men out. And, you know, of course, you're not trying to get married right now. But be serious because I don't want to be a 35-year-old woman just now finding my, you know, love mate. And if that if that's how it happens, thank you, God, for even making it happen in the right. first place. But I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, where I'm thinking in my 23-year-old head is I kind of want to like, get to know somebody is that in my, by the time I'm in my 30s we comfortable you know what I'm saying at this point we figuring out where we vacationing and leaving you know taking off work for a month as opposed to all right do I need to go on a dating app to figure out <laughs> you know and I mean who, who and where I'm gonna I'm gonna find someone but like I said I sneak these conversations in so like I'm never going to come out to a dude and be like, so are you trying to have kids? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what's your, what's your plan for kids? Right. right. But I can say, like, I've snuck in it, snuck it in, like, you know what? I totally have picked, you know, names that I think I want my kids to have. You know what I'm saying? So that's setting the standard that I want kids. Right. But I'm not saying have my babies because, well, <laughs> give me babies because that's a scary conversation. And then for me, if a man was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying, you know, three to five kids in the next five years, I'm going to be like, you have, you have breaks the bump. <laughs> You gotta, you know, you gotta calm that down. Right. I mean, but like a lot of people don't even know themselves enough to know what they want to do in, in the next few months, let alone the next few years. And so, that's so, yeah, for you to be building your future based on a whim or just like mm-hmm. a, a thought of who I am at this very second. That's why I think I'll be honest. You know what just I'm saying? Like, hey, no, sis, I don't know. And but the way hormones Girl. is raging right now, Hello. like within our age group, mm-hmm. like all these babies popping up, like nobody's really thinking with their brain. They're mm-hmm. thinking with their bottom brain and and i mean that's what they're seeing like not to say it wasn't out there before but with social media like that's what you're seeing you're seeing that all the time it's on your screens it's on your facebook it's on your instagram like that's all you're seeing so that's what you want that's what you crave you crave that that i guess that false sense of connection and desire right people posting these fake pictures talking about a couple goals like get out of here right like and people putting on for instagram what their relationship is right they're putting the cake on instagram but they forgetting to leave out the fact they forgot the eggs at the grocery store hello (laughs) you know that cake mix was expired two months ago hello I just want to say like i definitely said you know i'm not dating to get married but i do want that's a true fact but <laughs> i do want to state that like through every relationship i've been in i've taken i've take taken taken knowledge from each person <laughs> like i i've almost developed in my head triggers that i could see in somebody and i'll know automatically mm-hmm. like that wouldn't be compatible with me mm-hmm. and although like i'm dating i'm having fun or whatever i'm not gonna put someone in the situation where they think we're serious or something like that mm-hmm. or they think they're gonna get more than they that it's set up to be or anything like that just off of my own satisfaction and i think that's where a lot of people fall short is you're hurting people for no reason Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you had you know kept it 100 kept it a stack was like listen like this is what it is this is what we're about to do i think i would then make that decision if i wanted to stay or not and therefore if anything happened i wouldn't put the blame on the fact that I trusted you too much or I loved you too much. Yep. I would be like, all right, shorty, like you said you was down for this. Now get your shit and let's go, you know? But I, um, I feel like and, I, mm, I don't know about that. Because even looking, even looking at Insecure, mm-hmm. take it back to that because you know I love Insecure. So, uh. so um, back to Insecure, like looking at the Lawrence and Tasha situation, that's almost exactly what you're talking about where, you know, she kind of understood what the situation was. 
But then when someone comes along and they tell you something, but they treat you a different way than what they're speaking about, then then is that okay? Like, is is that you're supposed mm. to be like, okay, it's still what you well, said. That's sticky because yeah, that was a rebound. Sticky. That was a rebound. Yeah. And also, Tasha really liked him. Like, he never yeah. said to her, like, listen, just we're just friends. Like, Yeah, he said that to his friends. But to your point, <laughs> but to your point, and, and to both of y'all's mm-hmm. point, like to Shanice's, when you say what it is that you want it to be, you know what I'm saying, that kind of takes the blame off. But like you said, when someone treats you, they, they talking, we just cool, we chilling, yeah. blah, but y'all doing real boyfriend, you girlfriend bringing me around your friends, I'm at your family, I'm cooking at your house, like, exactly. You I'm taking care of your kids, wrapping their hair up for school. But, like, but whose fault is that? Kids? Whose fault is that's that? On, at that but, point, that's on both of y'all. It's on both. No, at that point, if we had that discussion and I said this is what it is, regardless of how I treat you, because maybe you're just a good person. Mm-mm. Maybe you're not a flirt, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe because me and Peyton had this discussion that she may or may not be a flirt. I'm definitely And not. she's saying that she's a good person. So that could be the thing. Maybe I'm just normally affectionate, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I show affection even with my friends. So you get that same affection. And you're misinterpreting Negative. it based off of how you feel. After we had already had the discussion, at that point, you would have already scared me. And I would have already been like, <laughs> all right, at this point, this is over. Like, yeah. But this is my thing, though. At the end of the day, if I'm sitting here with y'all, I'm kicking it with y'all like, I can't stand this girl. I don't like her. I can't stand her. Nothing about her. I like, I would never put myself in a situation where I'm in a room with her. And then I see her and I'm like, hey, girl. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you forever. That's girl, how every are you? guy in their baby No, moms. but my thing is, but this is my thing. What I'm saying is not reflecting from what my actions. And at that point, I can't trust. You can't trust what I'm saying. I get both of y'all's point. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know. Like, the only way I'm empathetic with you is because I've experienced that. I, like, I, I I've been like, a lot of people going to be cool, but at the same right. time, like, we doing real boyfriend, girlfriend we stuff. Doing, and to me, I was like, you know, if you didn't want to be my dude, then why are you acting like this? You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So, it, so, so the, actually, in that moment, I feel like that was on me. But at the same time, you said you want to be my boyfriend, so exactly. why are you doing boyfriend stuff? Exactly. I feel like at that point, those are your actions that you're doing, but it's also how I took it. So, devil's advocate. Mm, that's true. So, to wrap up the show, because this, <laughs> this show would go on and on, uh, and my computer is dying. So, to wrap up the show, anybody have any final thoughts they want to state really quick? Peyton, since you're our guest. The floor is yours. See, why can't you bring me last? Because I like being like, since I'm the newest to come right here, I feel like I should be last to state my ideas. So okay. y'all go ahead. You know Okay, Jordan. Um, just to recap my entire opinion of everything, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, if you want to gentrify a neighborhood, um, don't take the bodega away. And uh, secondly, um, you know, be honest about what you want from, you know, whoever you're chilling with, kicking it with, in a relationship with. Because things will go a lot more smoothly if you just say what it is from the jump than having people guess in between. And don't mm-hmm. be a Kevin Hart. At all. <laughs> and if you watch ID Channel, you would know not to, you know, hurt people. Especially <laughs> episodes. Snap is on Oxygen now. So if you want to watch Snap, you can watch it all on Oxygen on demand. But Deadly Women on the ID Channel, Okay. Be careful. These real life stories. Real life. Mm-hmm. Might wake up missing a few parts. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Y'all crazy. Broke. Broke. <laughs> okay. So, um. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Can you speak? Just to recap, you know, all the things. You're that so I annoying. Said, you know, whatever. I know y'all was listening. I, I, I heard it. I heard it. So, 
I just feel like in today's society, as a people, as a whole, as far as relationships, friendships, and different things like that, they're not taken as seriously as they should be. And we, we as a people have to figure out a way to make it so that these things, like Jordan was saying, aren't watered down. That love is really love. Like, love is something special, not just another thing that you say. You know, that, that we really mean the things that we say and we're treating people the way we would want to be treated. That's the that's the wrap up. Real, real shit. Real, real shit. You know? So today for Fresh Face, uh, we're going to talk about African shea butter, Okay. Not the African shea butter y'all go buy at Walgreens because of that. I don't know what that shit is, but it's not African shea butter. I'm talking about the real African, 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 imported from Africa, straight to your plate from Africa, shea butter. Okay? This is probably like, everybody needs shea butter in their house. Mm-hmm. It's like essential. It's like having water at mm-hmm. this point. Um, you could put it in your hair. You could put it on your skin. You could put it on your face. You could put it on bruises like everything um i use it for my hair like sometimes it's my hair is really dry so i just like pass it through there and i use it definitely for my face it is really greasy so i wouldn't suggest it for someone who's like extremely oily but in the winter time you rub them on your feet and you put on a sock mm-hmm. you're gonna wake up next morning your feet gonna feel like <laughs> mm, butter okay trust me trust and believe so we'll definitely um, where do we get African shea? If you go to a local African market, um, I have a lot of African friends, God bless, because yeah. they bring it straight from Africa for the free 99. If you live in the hood anywhere and you go to a beauty supply, they'll have, it looks like it's a soup bowl. It's not. Yeah. It's a shea butter bowl. And it, it should say raw. Like it yeah. has to say raw because if it doesn't, then it's like basically gentrified. <laughs> so at that point, you want to stay away from that. And just to wrap it up for this episode, we want to thank Peyton for coming on the show. Drop your IG. I'll insert okay. a clap. Like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I just, I went for me. Okay. Yeah, I got my applause team. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, okay, it's dope, right? <laughs> okay, so it's D-E-E underscore O-H-H underscore P dot E underscore all right and if you if you find a page and you see a picture of lawrence from insecure with an x over his face you got the right page don't don't click off don't go to the next one now that's me that's that's me yes she has a picture of lawrence with an x across his (laughs) face as her abby which is funny because i actually took an insecure quiz and the person the character i most like is lawrence but i can't stand him so you know it is what it is i mean right okay so we will put her ig information (laughs) down for you guys so don't Don't forget the underscore we we got it (laughs) we we got it So, yeah, we want to thank you for coming out to our show. You are our first guest, so you should feel very honored because we don't let everybody come drink wine with us and have fun. You know? So, anytime you want to stop by for an episode, pop out. Y'all so sweet. This is a far drive, but, you know, maybe. Maybe. Nah, I'm I'm really appreciative to, you know, Goddess Culture for allowing me to do this because... I felt so special. It's like therapy. It is so much like therapy. And I like to talk, y'all. Know. I know y'all might not have noticed or whatever, but I like to. I'm <laughs> They noticed. When I want, so I'm glad I was here. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. Because I did. Okay. <laughs> Bye, She's annoying, but it's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. We are back to our regularly scheduled program. Later, y'all.